Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, Ballpark Beef is back. Episode 5, here we go. Uh, you know what it is. We got the beef, so let's get it sizzling. Welcome back, boys. How we doing this week? Doing good. We doing good? Yeah, it's a great week. Great week. For some of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I feel like, uh, you know, most of our teams have been doing pretty decent this past week. Um, except uh, maybe the Reds, but... As we've stated previous episodes, um, it's kind of the expectation. Um, <laughs> so Just Matt, rub that, rub that salt in my wounds. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it is the expectation. Let's be honest; they tore it down. Oh uh, yeah, they tore it down. Luckily, we might be talking about some uh, some farm systems and some prospects today. So I'll get my uh, I'll get my shots in there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how have the Reds done this past week? Well, I mean, the Reds, you know, they, they always have these flashes of being a good baseball team, a baseball team that you can root for. And then they just end up losing anyway. And, you know, you're brought back down to earth and it's like, you know, we're, we're still going with Kyle Farmer as our, as our captain, quote unquote. So, you know, there's no expectation. I'm just sitting here enjoying watching my baseball team play. And, you know, that's just about it. Well, Farmer had a decent week, though. He's hitting 353 this week, last 10. Yeah, he's, you know, he's been streaky since he's taken, like, a a starting role in the the infield. And, you know, he's got, you know, on-par defense with the league. It's just, you know, in my opinion, he should have been traded. Um, he should have been traded at the deadline, along with Donovan Solano, who as well has been absolutely raking. He's got mid 320s average right now with over an 800 OPS, closing in on 900 at this point after his performance today. He's got a couple hits, I believe. He, you know, these guys. We should have torn it down all the way. These guys are still here. I mean, they're going to make it exciting for the fans throughout the end of the season. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. I feel like, you know, at the state of the deadline, I felt like you should have gotten value for, honestly, whoever you could have. Because, you know, it's not like you guys were going to make any kind of playoff push this year. So why not, you know, get as much value back as you can for the guys who can potentially help a team out uh, down the line? Yep, for sure. But I, I see that the uh, there's a Subway series going on here, and I think a couple people definitely want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we took game one. Uh, Finally. So that that was nice. I predicted the whole game. Uh, her mom went out and shoved. Um, we won 4-2, which I guess I predicted the correct score. Um, you know, 
Yankees are four and six in their last ten, so a lot better than um, how they've recently been doing. Uh, Judge is, you know, hit another home run tonight. He's at forty-eight now. Definitely the best player in the league is going to win MVP. If he doesn't, um, there's going to be a lot of issues on my end. The Mets, uh, I don't know how they doing. I don't know, man. I uh, I like Benintendi too from the Yanks. Um, you know, Aaron Judge has been struggling up until the Subway Series. He's got two home runs. Been kind of uh, been a thorn in the Mets side, but you know we've been having a, a, a mediocre week. I guess you know we're five and five in our last ten. Um, we have some key key standouts in the last ten games. Um, I'll, I'll name this one first because I think the other two are going to make for more interesting content. Um, Mark Canna definitely having himself a ten game stretch, batting three ninety three with a twelve ninety OPS in his last ten games. Um, you know, just really hitting the ball well. Um, really fun to watch him. Starling Marte is also hitting the ball well. Uh, seeing seeing Mister Pete Alonso slump has been tough. He just absolutely snapped a bat over his knee like a twig tonight. Um, you know, looking for him to bounce back hopefully soon. But the next two names that I mentioned may ruffle some feathers. Uh, two really good key performers for the Mets as well has been Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor. Um, and by all counts, and especially by the Fangraphs war metric, Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor have been the best players in baseball, number one and number two in all of the month of August. Oh, so, please. Someone kick him um, out. Please. It's really, it's really not a hot take. Jeff McNeil has about, I think he has two F WAR this month, and I think Lindor is just behind him at um, one point eight. I want to say, um, and you know, with that, Jeff McNeil has been hitting four thirty eight, four sixty three, and six ninety seven as an OPS in his last um, twenty three days. Two hundred two twenty seven WRC plus during that span, and uh, he's been the best player in baseball in August, and it's not even close. So. Well, in, uh, uh, my man Pujols giving him a run for his money. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Dude hits three home runs and, you know. Uh, now, just stop, bro. Don't hate. Now, he, now he's big daddy. Don't right? hate. Don't hate. Now he's big daddy. Hits three home runs in the past, what, two games and, you know. Don't be mad he's going to pass your boy. I'm, I'm not worried about him passing my boy. It's just you, you gas him so much, man. The dude literally bat 615 last week. Oh, At 40 how, years old. And how many at-bats did he have? I don't know off the top of my head if I had to say, like, 12. I don't know. Wow. In his last 10 games, he's I had don't 24 plate appearance. 24. 6.15. Okay, so that's league average. In his last right. 10 games, Albert Pujols is hitting 5.46 with a 19.47 OPS. Jesus. Breaking. <laughs> Wow, Brandon Donovan is is having a, himself some a good time as well. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, I mean the same same characters we always talk about. Nolan Arenado showing up, you know. I mean that that Cardinals team is tough. So Nick, you can't forget down. Montgomery. Montgomery shoving right now. He is shoving. Point thirty five ERA on the Cardinals. I think I think it's the beard, man. Like look at Gallo. He's growing the beard back. This guy's got a swagger back. Montgomery, the beard. The Yankees yeah, got to I mean, change they- that rule. It could be the atmosphere. Could you know, be it's kind of, kind of pressure playing in New York. I mean, look at Montas. He comes over and he hasn't really done anything great yet. I mean, he's not having a ter- – he didn't have a terrible game tonight. Only gave up two earned. Uh, he got bailed out by that beautiful double play. That's fair. 
but yeah, I mean, Yankees, I mean, we got some good guys coming back from injury. Stanton's coming back Thursday. Stanton, Stanton. Uh, when does Bader come back? Bader? I, there's still no news on Bader, unfortunately. Um, but at, with Stanton, I feel like he adds more to our lineup, and it's just harder for pitchers to pitch around our lineup with Stanton in a lineup. That's how I feel. Um, I got to stop you, John. I got to stop you, John. Nobody wants to hear about Stan right now. Let's go back to the Cardinals. Um, you know, they're the hottest team in baseball right now. They're like, I think they have eight wins in a row. And uh, let's talk some more about their starting pitching because I don't think we were done there. You forgot about the grandpa, Adam Wainwright, just absolutely giving it in his last two starts. Miles Michaelis, you know, you always talk about these damn Yankees and nobody wants to hear about them. They suck right now. They don't suck as bad as they did a week ago, okay? <laughs> they suck right now. Nick, talk about your Cardinals some more. The Cardinals hey, need to do shit in the playoffs. You said it. You said it best, man. They're the hottest team. They're sixteen and four in the month of August. Um, speaking of the Yankees, they actually jumped the Yankees in the team power rankings. Um, Stay with Cardinals, your chest. <laughs> Cardinals are fifth. Those are so accurate, are right? Those are uh, always so accurate. Go ahead. You know, like Jimmy said, the pitchers are producing. Uh, our hitters are hot. Uh, Albert and Goldschmidt, uh, both winning NL Player of the Week. Uh, we kind of talked about their last uh, 10 games, but for Goldie, his last seven, he's batting 464 with two homers and eight RBIs, uh, .786 slugging. I mean, right now they are the uh, the team to beat. Yeah, say it, Nick. You know what? I'm tired of hearing about these Yankees all the time, man. You're just so up uh, you and know, mighty it's... about your team, and he's just like always talking about how you know they're the best team in baseball every year, this, that. Let's talk about some other teams, bro. Forget the Yankees. Oh my, know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same stuff every year. They He says they're going to win it all, and then they choke. Can't <laughs> wait for that. This Subway but, Series this has me heated. But the real question is, every year, the Cardinals and Mets don't even make it to the playoffs. Maybe the Cardinals more than the Mets, because the Mets are usually just an afterthought. When's the last uh, time you were in the World Series? <laughs> What was it, 2012? <laughs> All right, so we've been in the World Series before, since then. So um, I don't want to hear it. And that was your first appearance in how long? Um, 40 years? 30 years? Subway World Series. 16? Uh, yeah, appearance. Okay. Yeah, 2015. Um, and when was your last World Series win? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 2022. No, no, you're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He means the whole thing. <laughs> the last time you actually, the Mets actually won a World Series. The year was 1986, man. And, you know, it's been a long time, but like I say, uh, I believe in this team in 2022. So I'm, I'm kind of penciling it in already. I don't. Sorry. I, don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. But you're, Just, uh, you're two and one, or you're one and two. Sorry. The Yankees are one and two against the Mets this year. That's fine. We're, we're, we're getting our swagger back. Yankees are back. Okay. What, because you won one game? No, we're, we're, we're on a two-game win streak, bro. Come on. We'll see. Anyway, what's the next topic? Next topic is we're going to talk about our favorite legacy players. So I get to talk more about the fucking Yankees. Okay? <laughs> That's what we want to hear. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, how about someone else can go first? So, you know, maybe you could forget about the Yankees for a little bit. I think Matt has a good one. Let's start with Matt. Yeah, Matt, you got a good it, one. Well, uh, you know... Being a Jersey guy and and being a Reds fan is obviously a really weird mashup. I've been hearing it my entire life, you know. As soon as somebody sees the Reds hat, they're like, why are you wearing that? 
my favorite player of all time is Ken Griffey Jr. Now, everybody knows Ken Griffey Jr. as a Mariner. I mean, he did his best work as a Mariner. Uh, he won an MVP with the Mariners, and I mean, he received votes almost every single year that he was with them. And then he went to Cincinnati. Now, there was a there was a computer game that I know our listeners might be uh, familiar with. It's called Backyard Baseball. Yeah. And uh, in the year of our Lord, uh, 2003, they, um, they introduced MLB players to the, uh, the Backyard Baseball roster. One of those players was Ken Griffey Jr. Now, I played Backyard Baseball every single day after school uh, for as long as I could. The, the disc actually eventually stopped working. I played it so long and Ken Griffey Jr. was on every single team that I played. And, you know, my dad, who was uh, alive during the seventies, he told me about the big red machine and I just fell in love with it. And that's how I became a Reds fan. Ken Griffey Jr. is to thank for that on the field. I mean, a guy that's uh, inducted to the hall of fame on 99% of the boat, uh, the vote, you know, it, it shows he, hit 56 home runs back to back in 97 and 98. He has a career batting average of 284 OPS at 907. I mean, that's, you know, those aren't numbers that, you know, you just look lightly on those. Those are pretty good numbers over 22 years, over 22 years. He made uh nine all-star or sorry, 12 all-star appearances, uh, nine gold gloves, uh, seven silver sluggers. I mean, this guy, he's lights out. He's, you know, besides, you know, the upstart Mike Trout, I don't know if you've heard of him. He might edge him out as a better player overall, in my opinion, once uh, his time comes. But, you know, for me, center field is the most important position on the baseball field besides pitcher. And if I had to pick one center fielder to run on my field of dreams, it's Ken Griffey Jr. all the way. Okay. Preach loud. I don't know about that trout take, but I I might just let that pass for now. I don't know. I don't know. Trout, he's special. If he can get over the back thing and he can work with it and have a solid end to his career as he's, you know, turning over 30 now and moving towards the back end. I mean, if he can stick with it, he might get there. He won't beat him in home runs, but just about every other category is going to end up above him. Yeah, that's fair. I think Chalk got his uh, 1,500 hit tonight. He did? Yeah, Griffey at 27. I mean, 2,700. You know, it's it's not impossible to think over 900 or over nine years that he's going to get, you know, what is it? 1,200 hits? Yeah. Now, you know someone who did hit over 3,000 hits, right? You, you yeah. guys, you guys catching my drift. So the, the man goes by uh, the name Derek Jeter. He was drafted in the first round as the sixth overall pick in the 1992 MLB draft out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. He grew up a Yankee fan, and guess what? He got drafted by the Yankees. Mister Jeter went on to have the best career of any shortstop to ever play this game. Thirty-four hundred hits. Career batting average of 310. First ballot Hall of Famer. Only one voter voted against him making the Hall of Fame. 
Um, he won Rookie of the Year, 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series winner. Um, I'm sure any of your favorite players here don't have five. Uh, five gold five gold gloves, five-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, All-Star MVP. I mean, what more of a case do I have to make for you guys? Is is there any anything that can... You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm in on this one with you. I think he is one of the best and probably the best shortstops to ever play. Agreed, honestly. Thank you. And I'm pretty sure there's one person in here that might disagree. I, yeah, I don't know what his his <laughs> argument's going to be. But well, let's hear it. <laughs> where's Is he going to have an argument? I don't know, man. I don't know if I have an argument prepared for this conversation. All, all I know is I'm going to give a couple knocks against Jeter here. So. Minus oh. ten or minus nine point four D WAR over his career for being a pretty good defensive shortstop, right? Um, One fifteen OPS plus, fifteen points above league average across his career. Um, you can't beat his offensive accolades. You know the guy was a hit machine, thirty four hundred hits in twenty years. Um, you know all the MVP awards and things like that. It's just hard to make a case against him when I don't have an argument prepared. But do I want to go out on a limb and say that he's not the best shortstop of all time? Yes. Um, but do I have a person in mind who could challenge that? No. At the Maybe moment. my cousin, Hannes Wagner, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your cousin. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, Derek Jeter's a great player. Uh, hated watching him from the other side of New York for the time that he played, but uh, can't, can't deny the fact that he was a great one. Why is that? Because all he did was win. Something the Mets aren't good at. All right, anyways. Who's got the better record this year? Oh, now, bro. We're yeah, talking that's the first about... time I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not the little brother anymore. You can't treat us like the little brother. Who was your favorite player? Jose Reyes? That's a good that's a good place to segue into. Jose Reyes is my runner up favorite Met of all time. Um and this is let's just give the listeners a little bit of context here. So this is a player that we've seen in our in our lifetime. You know, these aren't players from the hundred year history of the New York Yankees, like Babe Ruth. Yeah, that I could have, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, we have, we have various, um, you know, riches as far as our history goes, but we wanted to keep it more relevant towards when we've seen these people. So um, I'll, I'll give a runner up. Jose Reyes definitely was an electric player during his career with the Mets. Um, just fun to watch. Always wanted to play the field like him. He hit for contact, um, never really hit for, for too many, uh, too much slugging or anything like that. But, Definitely loved watching him, but my favorite men of all time uh, that I've seen is David Wright. Definitely, um, you know, it's just the the thing that goes in parallel with David Wright is you know his career being kind of cut short because of injury. Um, but from 2006 to 2010, that was his his prime. You know, receiving MVP votes in all in four out of the five years, um, finishing as high as fourth in 2007. Um, you know, 8.3 WAR that year. From 2006 to 2010, um, 775 games, 25.2 WAR. Just really a stud, you know, for the Mets. Um, hit over 300 in, you know, all five of those seasons. Uh, OPS plus of 133 for his career. 296 batting average for his career. Um, unfortunately, only 1,777 hits. Uh, if this guy stayed a full 20-year career, I think we would be talking um, talking about him in the same light as Derek Jeter, uh, Albert Pujols, and Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and that's not that doesn't go without exaggeration. Maybe without the rings, but yeah, yeah, no, no rings to show. I mean, that's that's true. Definitely a knock against him, but yeah, but um, neither does Griffey. You know, 
Griffey has yeah. no brakes. Yeah. Fair, now, but yeah, love David Wright, love watching him play, and that's my favorite Matt. Uh, I think we can all guess here who Nick's going to talk about, right? <laughs> I think we all have a good idea. Uh, Nick, who, you already who, know his name. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> uh, so my my favorite player is Albert Pujols. Um, I mean, what what more is there to say? He's a two time champ. He's a three time MVP, Rookie of the Year in two thousand one. Uh, six Silver Sluggers, eleven time All Star, two time Gold Glove. Um, career stats are hit two ninety seven. He's about to pass a rod three short of it with six hundred and ninety three home runs. He yeah, has two thousand one hundred and eighty eight RBIs, career slugging of point five four three, and a career OPS of point nine one eight. I mean, the guy's tenth on the list in all time hits. He's fifth in most home runs. He's third in most RBIs. He's tied second all time in career total bases and. This stat, which is probably one of my favorite about him, is right now he tied Barry Bonds with hitting one home run against 449 different pitchers. Disgusting. One happens, of the greatest of all times. Pretty years. Oh, can I can I add something else? Um, Albert Pujols is actually not only chasing down um, A-Rod as far as the home run chase, but he's also chasing down Derek Jeter. He's... Uh, how many hits away is he? So he has three thousand three hundred fifty-seven. Jeter has four hundred hits away. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I read. I thought it was thirty-three sixty-five. That's my bad. Nah, he, he's not close. <laughs> he's not close. No, he's no, not. But hit a, hit a few more home runs than Jeter did, though. Just a couple. Just a few. Just a few. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's my favorite player. Um, one also thing I like about him that he does outside of baseball is he has a foundation called the Pujols Family Foundation which he helps um, people who live with Down syndrome and improve their lives of the impoverished of Dominican Republic. Good man. Love that. He's more more than just a baseball player. Good man. Great teammate, too. His first decade with the Cardinals, 2,073 hits, 328 batting average, 1037 OPS, 170 OPS plus. Just not only a, a class act on the field, but also off the field, clearly. So Albert Pujols, man. Yeah, great player. Still, still going great as we talked about earlier. He uh, he's doing well right now. Hopefully, he hits that seven hundred mark. He's very close, very very close. I think he'll hit it. Now hey, let's. Whoa, just one more thing. Go ahead. Don't clown forty year olds anymore. All right. Forty two on, on on paper, but I think he's actually like forty four. The same way I don't clown Tom Brady, I, I won't clown Pujols. Okay? Did you guys see the one stat that the Cardinals had that the one game where Pujols had that pinch hit grand slam? They were the first team ever to have a forty plus year old hit a grand slam and a forty plus year old those seven shutout uh, innings. Oh, that's that's an interesting stat. Maybe the Cardinals are the new retirement home. Hey, man, they're better than the Mets when they were a retirement home. Right now, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you're not a retirement home right now. No, when they were a retirement home versus yeah, when, when they were, yeah, versus now. Yeah. All right, let's let's go into something where maybe Matt has a little more to say. Um, you know, maybe to be a little uh, more excited about. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to talk about our farm systems. You know, our favorite players in the farm, how our farm is um, compared to throughout the league. Um, so I know the Reds are going to have the best farm. I was messing with him the other day saying the Reds farm is mid, blah, 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 but they do have the best you farm. You didn't out of say all that us. the Reds, far- you said 
out loud that the Yankees had a better farm system. I did say that. I did and, say that. Yeah, I, I want that I to be on the record that you capped there because I that can't. was the most heinous display of tomfoolery that I've ever seen in my life. I capped. Um, but Anthony Volpe is better than Ellie De La Cruz, but I'm going to let you go. Yeah, that's just that's just the, oh my goodness, Jonathan. <laughs> First of all, I mean, the the uh MLB pipeline uh mid-season update for farm system has the Reds ranked in the top 5 at 4, which I mean, looking at number 5, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks who have actually fallen from their preseason ranking, you know, they they honestly could have been four and the Reds could have been five. Um, but I think the Reds at four is just just as easy to swallow for me because they have an outstanding farm system. Um, the first player that I want to harp on is number 22, Joe Boyle. Now, Joe Boyle was um, drafted in the shortened 2020 season. Um, he was a fifth round draft pick uh over about a hundred innings of minor league ball he has 172 strikeouts right-handed pitcher six foot seven 172 strikeouts with a 118 average against and a one 117 walks and hips per nine he is an outstanding pitcher he's probably in my opinion from his makeup and all of that is probably going to be back end of the bullpen, if not closer, within the next couple years. And he's ranked at 22. 22. The Reds' top five, I like, it's it's so scalding hot that it's it's kind of scary for me to be on the prospect ranking page because the the talent that we have at the front end of this farm system is so exciting. Ellie De La Cruz, first of all, should be a top five prospect in all of MLB. This season... 2022, he's hitting 308 with a 980 OPS. That's a 618 slugging with 27 bombs. This guy, switch hitter, power from both sides of the plate, six foot five with plus speed and plus defending, could stick at shortstop for the long term in his career. Uh, I might even go as far to say that he's going to end up being a better player than O'Neill Cruz. Like, this guy is so exciting, should be a top five prospect in baseball. And right behind him, you have Noel V. Marte, who we picked up in the um, Luis Castillo trade. He, you know, power power shortstop with speed, uh, solid defense, could probably shift to third base, maybe even second as he comes up to the major leagues. And I mean, he's only in high A right now, but he's... He's already shown out well for the Reds' farm system. Uh, Edwin Arroyo was the other player that we got from the other high name player that we got from that trade. He's faltered a little bit since joining the Reds, but he's still going to project to be probably a shortstop, defense first with a solid contact bat, and he's a switch pitcher. Which um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's going to be a switch pitcher at the major league level, but imagine the um, the position player pitching implications. Uh, Cam Collier at number four, a uh, seventeen year old uh, guy that we uh, paid to come away from his commitment to college. 
uh, another guy, third baseman, could be a first baseman, uh, even though he's got plus defense and arm. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my future replacement to Joey Votto here, maybe, if he doesn't stick at third base. But at 17 years old, he's six foot two, 210 pounds. This guy, you know, Ellie, Ellie De La Cruz was listed at six foot two, 150 pounds uh, in the preseason rankings. He only got updated to six foot five during the midseason. So, you know, this is another guy that could grow and become a serious power and average threat over the next few years. And then at number five, we have Matt McLean. Who Matt, we got to cut you off. We got to cut you off. We got the best. I'm sorry. Uh, you you got to understand, like, I, I haven't even gotten out of our top 100 prospects here. You, you, you know? see this? I told you. I this told guy you. loves his prospects. Look, maybe, maybe during the offseason, I can do a full breakdown of the Reds farm system because it <laughs> frankly deserves it. But I'll let you cut me off there. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I told you guys he'd be excited, uh, but we, we do have to move along here, unfortunately. Um, I'm, I'll talk about my prospects. Um, so we all know about Anthony Volpe, number five overall prospect, who is better than Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, he's ranked higher than him. Uh, <laughs> we have Jason Dominguez, who was getting compared to, you know, Mickey Mantle, all those guys. He, he didn't come on too hot. He's get, catching on to his own now. Um, and then we have Oswald Peraza, who was in a lot of trade talks for some top uh, pitching prospects. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for the young guys to come up. Um, there's definitely some lower-level guys, but um, maybe we'll do an episode where we deep-dive kind of into our farm systems. We're kind of just going over a few guys. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. I'll jump in with the Mets. Uh, you know, we're moving up the prospect rankings uh, according to the updated farm system rankings. Uh, Mets are coming in at number 14, up from the the low 20s, uh, you know, the past couple of years. You know, headliner, Francisco Alvarez, number one prospect in all of baseball. Brett Beatty just made his debut. Kevin Parada just drafted in in this past draft in uh, in June here, uh, as, well, as well as Jet Williams. Um, really like an Alex Ramirez as well in the in the Mets system um but the headliner for the Mets is definitely Mark Vientos um he's having himself a week right now he's hitting 448 in the last week with two RBIs three home runs two doubles another home run tonight um he's an interesting DH candidate for the Mets down the line so we'll see if he gets the call um but yeah no Mets Mets are exciting they're a little top heavy but hopefully we keep improving with uh each year yeah, um, I, I like the Mets farm system. You know, I'm, uh, I can't wait for Alvarez to to finally make his debut. I, I was thinking they should do it this year, but you know, with them in a pennant pennant chase run, might not be the time. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we can move on to the Cardinal prospects. Um, we got Jordan Walker. You know, uh, third base outfielder right now in Double A. Uh, we also have Mason Wynn, shortstop, also in Double A. Um. We have Alec Burleson, Triple uh, A, who is honestly raking in Triple uh, A, batting three twenty three, twenty homers, seventy seven RBIs, um, and then one who was in the le- in the league for a while and then got sent back down was Matthew Libertor. Um, he was two and one in the majors, not a good ERA, five point three three, uh, twenty seven innings, twenty two Ks, but um, I like him. You know, tall, lengthy, lefty, kind of reminds me of Chris Sale. You know. Hopefully, within the years, he comes up and uh, stays to be a starter for our team. Yeah. All right. Um, I had a fun time today, guys. How about you? Good episode. Yeah, this sure was a did. good one. 
Sure did. I can't believe I had to pull a plug on Matt. I feel bad, but I I, I know yeah. you can go on about those you, those prospects. You love your. You just really got to imagine, like you just let the kid loose in the toy shop. Like, I mean, I was... you you, you got to realize he doesn't. His team's not doing well, so you got to look at the future. You know what I mean? His time exactly. to shine. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, we could definitely do like a deep dive prospect um episode and probably go on for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, definitely like off season or something. And I can see us doing that with all of our farm systems to be honest yeah yeah we can um, go on for 30 minutes or matt can go on for 30 minutes probably just matt <laughs> <Yes>. himself <laughs> i mean i didn't even get out of our again i didn't even get out of our top 100 prospects like <laughs> you didn't even get out of top five <laughs> quick right. uh quick thoughts before we close uh two pieces of news coming in walker bueller shut down for the rest of this year with tommy john and probably out for next year too uh, and Fernando Tatis had undergoing shoulder surgery while he's serving his PED suspension. So two uh, two stars of the game going down with injuries, going down with drugs. It's a uh, tough time in hey, San Diego. If, if you look Thank at the bright the side, uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run first, but a bat in AAA. Yeah. Can't wait for him to strike out against DeGrom and Scherzer when he comes back. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, that is That is it for episode five. Um, I definitely think we got it sizzling today with the beef. Um, yeah, because Pujols is better than A-Rod. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. lucky we let you go with that one, pal. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll, I'll bring that up talk. next week. We got to talk uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. But um, thank you guys for listening again. Um, episode 5, this was awesome. Um, every Wednesday, we drop at 4 p.m. So make sure to check us out. We'll be on every streaming platform um, you can possibly imagine. Yes, sir. Um, So thank you for listening. Have a good night, everybody. Take care, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.